And I'm like, okay. And she's like, it's called nacho. And she just went through the whole gamut. I said, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I didn't know this existed. <laughs> and it was like the best revelation ever. So <laughs> you're listening to the Nacho Kids podcast, where we discuss all things step family related, real stories, real people, real help. Your hosts are the creators of the Nacho Kids Method and the Nacho Kids Academy Step Family Coaching Team, Lori and David Sims. Only four more shopping days till Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> Merry ho, ho to you. Uh, I like Christmas. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I like, I have fond memories of Christmas being when I was little, uh, being little. There was a place that had all these Christmas lights, and we would all pile up in like my uncle's van, and there'd be like a caravan of five of five cars, and we'd go through this place, and they'd have all the animated Christmas lights. I mean, it had to cost them millions of dollars to have these Christmas lights, and I just remember that, and it was just joyous. I remember my grandfather when he retired; he started doing the Christmas light thing. Like it started. Before you got to his house, like, I don't know how he was able to do this without <laughs> somebody coming and complaining because lights were going across the road a hundred yards before you got to his house. As long as they were hooked up to his electricity, I guess. And and they went all the way past his house, and I mean, they were it's crazy. Like he must have spent two solid weeks putting these lights up. It was crazy. But anyway, well, we live not far from McCaddenville. Oh, we ain't been there in a while. Right. It's um like a city of lights or something. It's Christmas Town, USA. Yeah, there we go. It's Christmas Town, USA. <laughs> remember when we took the kids? <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> oh gosh. We took the kids and of course, you know, it's crowded and there's a long line and we're sitting in the line, and then they realized, I think, finally, we told them where we were going, and they were not happy at all. Yeah, it's um it's a long, slow drive. Through McCaddenville. But it's so pretty. It is. The whole town's lit up. I think one of the kids enjoyed it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think I've think the the last several years has kind of got me to be like more bah humbug about Christmas. Because your kids aren't here. Well, it's that. And then like my entire life growing up, we did Christmas at my grandparents' house and they both passed away in the past, what, five years mm-hmm. or so? And so the last, <laughs> the last Christmas we had there, I think, is when the Christmas fight broke out. I don't know. I think there was one more after that because I remember smoking with your grandma, <laughs> and that wasn't the same night. I don't think. I don't know, but there was there was the that whole fiasco with the with the fight that broke out on Christmas <laughs> Christmas Eve, um, a literal fist fight, and anyway, ended, I ended up in it, but not. Not fist fighting, but... No, David was choking people out. <laughs> I wasn't going to go into it, but okay. Yeah. They're like, stop, you're going to kill him. Uh, and his uh, mama's like, let him go. And he's like, if I let him go, he's going to drop. I mean... Yeah. So it was just it was just all fun and games. Yeah. So Well, Christmas is kind of sad, though, too, because you start thinking about, like, you know, my mom's passed away, my sister's passed away, and it sucks. Mm-hmm. And you just miss them, and then you hear those really sad Christmas songs, you know, I don't know, in the end, we'll all be together. Oh, wait, that's New Year's Eve, ain't it? I don't know. But anyway, you hear all these sad songs, and it's just like, I want my mama. And it's just sad. 
But if I don't think about that stuff, I like Christmas. I guess it's just the the way the traditions in my family have changed. Like um, my dad's side of the family, they don't even they don't do anything anymore. Like they do stuff with like their generation, like, but they don't. We don't get together with them at all. So that kind of went away. And then when my grandparents both passed away, we don't do that anymore. And that um, there was a big family stink, you know, after they passed away, of course, you know, people fighting over property and money and stuff like that. So, you know, half the family between that and then we had some other stuff that happened in with my cousin and his dad. And so they don't show up to anything anymore. So it's like it's your normal American family. I know it's all busted up. Yeah. And so nobody shows up to anything. So it's basically basically just, you know, my immediate family. <laughs> Remember last year when um my family, you know, my dad and my sister and my niece and everybody came out here and um my niece got mad at my sister and so I probably spent an hour on the porch trying to calm her down so she wouldn't fight my sister. Mhm. Yeah. Y'all, that's those are memories. Yeah. And that time we went to your mom's house and Dawn was there, and we were not there 15 minutes, and I'm like, we got to go. Yeah. My sister. Um, <laughs> she was colorful. She was um, one of a kind. So, yeah, that's what I'm just, I'm just saying that, that like Christmas has been stressful for the past five years or so. Oh, wait a minute. So it seems like when I came around, your Christmas got you, stressful. You know what? I think you nailed it. <laughs> I think you nailed it. <laughs> well, I'll take it because <laughs> it seems like every year Christmas has been stressful at some some way or another with my family because somebody always gets mad and one person getting mad just ruins it for everybody. It sure does. That's like Thanksgiving this past Thanksgiving. What's your mom? Ooh, yeah, that almost went off the rails. Yep, <laughs> I was two seconds from Nacho and Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And you weren't the only one. Mm-mm. Nope, but I was going to be the first one out the door. I can promise you that. Yeah. So, but everybody's stressed, like all the stress of running out and buying stuff, the stress of cooking all day long and whatever else. And then, you know, especially if you're having it at your house, then you, now you've had to clean up and all this kind of stuff. And it's just, it's so stressful. Yeah. And then, you know, if you don't have, like for us, <laughs> you know, it was always funny because I'm like, we have all the kids. Why are we having to pile into a car and go? somewhere else where it'd be a lot easier if we didn't have to pile all the kids something in the car and go somewhere we could just have it here but then that comes with its own stress because now you got to host everybody well you know but yeah it's tough and then you got uh do we have the kids this weekend what about you guys when do y'all have the, well when do you want to do the party i don't know we won't have the kids oh wait a minute we got half the kids this week we only have the other half next week oh well we got to make <sighs> sure we have them when you have your kids it don't matter when she's got her kids oh i know Exactly. Uh-huh. It's like, oh, I, well, I got my kids. Well, that's fine. Well, but Jackson won't be able to participate. Well, oh, he well, don't matter. Well, yeah, I don't know that they ever said that. But I mean, you get it's well, like that ain't our problem. Yeah, it's like okay, you know, okay, let's just do Christmas in February. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be easier. Well, we've said it before, and we'll say it again. There needs to be two holidays for every holiday yeah, Christmas, for blended families. It should be Christmas one and Christmas two. Right. It's like thing one and thing two. <laughs> Thanksgiving one, Thanksgiving two, July 4th. Because, you know, some people never get to have their kids for July 4th to see fireworks. Mm-hmm. July 4th and July 11th. Now, I'm presuming, again, that people are in the United States. I don't think that 
our British friends celebrate July Fourth. <laughs> I'm pretty or sure Thanksgiving. They <laughs> no, no. But I think Germans have Potato Day. Potato Day. Potato Day or Potato Week. Huh. Like they get a bunch of holidays. It seems like we don't. Okay. Anyway, you got me all stressed again. Mm-hmm. See, last week you got me stressed <laughs> out about somebody complaining about <laughs> watching my video. Now this week you got me stressed out about Christmas. I told y'all his attitude changes at Christmas. It does not time. change. It does. <laughs> All right, we'll see. You know, I do want to bring up something though. Um, this is kind of sad, so y'all bear with me. Um Do you want me to hum? No. Mm-hmm. The holidays are hard for a lot of people, like David said, because of finances, family issues, um, just just the stresses of the holidays. And then on top of that, you've got people that are missing other people and that have passed on. And then you've got people that feel like they're alone. So the holidays, um, suicide rates tend to increase. So if you know somebody that's alone and doesn't have anybody to spend the holidays with, invite them to your house. Or if you don't want them at your house, just take them a dinner or take them a Christmas ornament or something to show them that somebody does care about them. I like that. Or you could do like we did, and for my birthday one year, we made the kids go to volunteer at a Christmas function mm-hmm. for homeless people. Yeah, there's a local nonprofit, and they do, you know, they give out gifts or, or turkeys or whatever they do. And so we took the kids and made them participate. And, of course, they hated it for the first 15, 20 minutes or so. And then they got into it and they're like, oh, okay, this is fun. We're helping people out. Once the people started coming in, they started seeing people's faces light up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you get, they actually got to give people stuff. Then it, it changed. But yeah, when it was just stuffing bags and boxes and all that, they were like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I don't know if I know I've told this story, but again, I don't know if I've told it on the podcast because this is our first Christmas on our podcast. Oh, it is, isn't it? It is. But my mom and some neighbors had gotten together and picked some kids from school that um, needed help with Christmas. Their families needed help with Christmas stuff. So our living room was like slap full of presents. Mm -hmm. And my papa dressed up as Santa Claus and went to these kids' houses. Oh, that's nice. And took them Santa. And I mean, these kids racked up. (laughs) I mean, you know, and I think mama actually, I think she asked us if we were okay with her cutting our Christmas down so we could help other kids. But I have a feeling that one of us said no, and she said, too bad it's happening anyway. I could tell you exactly which sister said no. <laughs> and um, But anyway, one little boy was in my class, and I remember at Christmas, or when we went back from Christmas break or whatever, he was talking about how great his Christmas was and how that white Santa Claus made him happy. <laughs> that white Santa Claus. Yep. And it just, oh, it touched my heart so much because – this kid had no idea that was my granddaddy. And you didn't tell him, I hope. No, no. Good. I still didn't tell him. But it brings tears to my eyes still. And I'm still friends with this kid on Facebook after hmm. all these years. Not that we were friends when I was in school on Facebook. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so no. do something kind. It The feeling that you will get by seeing somebody um, just smile is much more than you'll get by even receiving a gift. You mm-hmm. know? Even if it's as simple, I mean, I know everybody struggles financially at Christmas, or most people do, even if it's just going to the store and holding the door open for somebody or saying happy holidays. Even if you're not, don't celebrate Christmas, you can say happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or 
If the person in front of you has $3 worth of groceries, buy their groceries. If they have $3 worth of groceries, <laughs> they got a pack of gum. Yeah, you might, you might want to make sure. We used to laugh because, you know, um, the pay it forward thing would go on and the person um, in front of somebody at the drive-thru would pay for the person behind them. And we're like, man, we feel sorry for the person that gets us because, you know, there were seven of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, Chick-fil-A, you looking at what? 45, 50 bucks. Easy. Yeah. But yeah. it did happen. It did. I was shocked. Yeah, because you know they were like, man. So mm-hmm. you might want to check the car behind you. And you never know. It could be one person, but ordering for 15. That's when you pull up and go, how much is our order? Yeah. <laughs> how much is the person behind me? <laughs> okay, what about the second one? <laughs> yeah. Or you could just say, just put an extra 20 bucks on my card and pay for the people as they go. Yeah. Or just, you know, pay pay $20 toward their food. Right. Even. Just do something. But, um, you know, I've always been a, a proponent of, making things for Christmas because even because number one, it's not expensive on you, but number two, it always means so much more to the person that you're giving it to. Yep. I remember painting some granny ceramics and giving it to my mama the Christmas before she died. Mm-hmm. But those, you know, those things like that, I mean, you know, you might have five or 10 bucks in something and, yep. and man, that's better than a hundred dollar gift any day of the week. Well, and you know, something else I do um, and I've done it since my son was born was I buy Christmas ornaments from Things Remembered, mm-hmm. and I have them etched, you know, with the name and the year. Mm-hmm. And so when I'm dead, <laughs> you can throw them all away. <laughs> hopefully, we'll have let's see, at least what forty of them, fifty. That'd be cool. You gonna live that long? Look, dude, I'm trying. Good grief. Trying. I won't, I won't get pushed around in that wheelchair. So I'm locked in. Wheelies. I'm locked in. You locked in. My, right, gig- my so gigolo let's, days let's, are going to be gone. <laughs> let, let's get off with all this sappy stuff because my heart's all sad right now. We're tenderized. Tenderized. <laughs> <laughs> we talked to stepmom. Yeah, Dave, we do. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. I'm not sure if you're on that one or not. I, don't I think know. you are. Yeah, I don't know. Because either. we talked about having a place to exchange kids for like a 10-minute daycare. Okay. Do you remember that? Uh, vaguely. vaguely. Yeah, yeah, vaguely. Well, we laugh because when we go to drop my son off and pick him up for visitation with his dad, there's other people there doing the same thing. So we're like, man, wouldn't it be cool to have somewhere that you could just go and drop your kid off for 10 minutes? That way, for the people that don't do well meeting, Mm -hmm. you don't have that confrontation. Oh, I think it's a great idea. I don't know if it's a They could sell Snickers bars. I don't know if it's a good business idea, (laughs) but I think it's a good idea uh, for step parents. Mm Mm-hmm. All we need is the courts to put everybody's times on the same time. Drop off six thirty, pick up six thirty. Yeah, four hundred kids going, <laughs> going in that little room from six twenty to six forty is when it's open. If you ten minutes late, you don't get your kid. Yeah, no, I think it'd be fantastic. Like I said, I don't, I don't know if it's a good business idea. There, there's a lot to think through there. But man, if I could have done that when we were doing the kid swap thing, I would have done it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I definitely would have done it because then I wouldn't have been accused of trying to have family moments in the Bayou parking lot. <laughs> you were. I was. You know, if you trying to play if, happy family in the Bayou parking him, lot, if you at said anything, at night, yeah, if you said anything to him at all, it was trying to play happy family. Yeah. So, oh my gosh, I'm just trying to tell you what's in his bag that you need to know about. Mm-hmm. So, this is a very interesting uh, interview. I hate to say that though because they all are. I feel like um, when I say that, that I'm 
lessening the previous ones. Yeah, and I'm not because they're all awesome. Y'all are all awesome. So listen to this. You ready to get to listening? Get to listening. <laughs> all right, here we go. All right. But first, let's hear a word from our sponsor. And it's not Roomba or Things Remembered. <laughs> there is a way to save your sanity and your relationship, and it's called the Nacho Kids Academy. In the Nacho Kids Academy, you will learn the skills and knowledge to properly nacho, techniques to handle stepfamily challenges, ways to improve your communication, and much, much more. Visit nachokidsacademy.com and sign up today to join other step parents who are seeing the life-changing benefits of nachoing. Again, that's nachokidsacademy.com. Today, we have stepmom Casey. How are you today, Casey? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Hey, Casey. We're doing good. Good. <laughs> David's got the giggles. So tell us a little bit about your blend. How long have you been blending? We have been blending for ex- approximately 4.4 years. <laughs> <laughs> not that you're counting, right? <laughs> nope, not at all. <laughs> and I have a stepson, 11 stepdaughter nine, stepson nine, and stepdaughter seven. So you have twins? Yes, he has twins. And then I also have twins. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, I have a biological 11 daughter, another 11 daughter, and 10 daughter. Yeah, we're all Hmm. crammed in there. (laughs) I don't think that we've had... Someone that had twin stepkids and twin bio kids. I know that's unusual. <laughs> so how and you have zero hour kids, right? Correct. I would hope so. I will. <laughs> I refuse to go down that path. <laughs> You'd have to get like a different driver's license to drive a different kind of vehicle. It would have to be something special. Yeah. Put them on the back of a tractor trailer truck. <laughs> I know, <laughs> commercial farm vehicle or something. Yep. <laughs> But then, you know, we would blend in a little bit more in Utah, so. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Oh, yeah, the farm vehicles in Utah. (laughs) (laughs) It's not just a Southern thing, honey. (laughs) Sorry, my brain's struggling today. So you've got seven kids total. Yes. Wow. And I thought five about drove me nuts. Oh, yeah. sister. So, so how do you how do you get around when you have? I guess there'd be nine people total. Most places or most vehicles, what a maximum of eight. Yeah, we have a suburban that has the bench seating in all three rows. So it okay. So somebody just somebody just doesn't get a seatbelt. No, they, we have nine <laughs> seats. Just, we have nine seat belts. It's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it makes yeah, our I car shopping we, a little bit more difficult, but. Yeah, well, it makes it more difficult, but you think about it, the kids can't come out with a whole lot because you don't have room to put it. Nope. So nobody can buy anything big. Nope. Well, and you surely can't take everybody grocery shopping. Oh, I do online shopping. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. We got the Amazon queen sitting over here. Every day I come home, there's a box sitting there from somebody named Amazon. Yeah, that's what my (laughs) I try to tell him, though, I save money that way because if I go to Walmart to buy toilet paper, I end up buying a bunch of crap I don't need. Exactly. Whereas if I go on, yeah, if I go on Amazon and order it, then boom, all you get is toilet paper. You have exactly Um, what you need. Nothing more. That's not true because there's still stuff that you shouldn't be ordering. (laughs) So how often do you have your stepkids? We have his kids. Um, 
let's see, we have them three days a week. So they go with her four days. They're with us three days. And what about your kids? And right now we are right in the middle of a court battle. So right now, (laughs) yes, right now I have them nine days. He has them five days. Now the the four days and three days, does that rotate? No, um, it just depends on my husband's schedule. He is a police officer, so he has the three days off. So whenever, whatever his schedule is, is Mm -hmm. the days that he has off as we have his kids. So is he, is he doing the, the 12 hour shifts where it's two on two off, two on three off? No, he just had, he works four days a week and he does just four tens. Okay. So I take it that bio mom is pretty flexible. Yep. As far as the, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. They luckily their whole entire process has been pretty okay. You know, with other than the arguments and stuff like that, but you know, she's from the get go. He's always been in law enforcement, so it's always had to be flexible. Mm-hmm. So, now, do you find that that works a little bit to your favor that he's in law enforcement because she can't get too crazy? <laughs> <laughs> nope, <laughs> not it at all. It doesn't work at all. Nope, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It can just be as crazy as all gets out, or they can be decent. It just just depends. It really depends. It just depends. So I'm, the- I'm getting. On the phases of the moon. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so he's got a little bit of drama going on, but not too bad. It sounds like, and I guess you've got some drama going on as well. Yes. Yes. His is getting better each and every, it seems like each and every couple of months, it's just, it seems to be getting better on his end. Mine started out great and mine's getting worse. So. I hate that. And yeah. court is so stressful. Oh, yeah. It's. Yeah. What would you attribute at yours getting, I mean, obviously it's got something to do with custody, but typically a lot of times it's something other than that. Custody just kind of comes into play. So what would you say is the reason yours is starting to get worse? Um, we, when we got divorced, um, it was, it just all kind of worked out and we agreed with a lot of things. Um, now that the kids are getting older, um, he wanted to redo the custody or the redo the the divorce decree where it granted him. Okay. I'm just going to lay it. He just wanted to play less child support is what it came down to. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what just, I was more. I, either, <laughs> either you was going to get to, or I was going to get to yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> He just wants to pay less child support. And, um, I said, okay. And I've, I've already decreased it twice on my own without having to use the courts or anything. So the third time I just said, well, okay, we can go ahead and look at, decreasing the child support, but I think we need to rediscuss our days um, with the kids. The kids are getting older. They're preteens right now. It's, it might be a good idea. They're starting to get really into their friends and extracurricular activities right by their school. They go to school by, at my house and um, he just, he didn't want to have to deal with that. He don't, he doesn't want to agree with that. So, um, so are, are you wanting him to have less time? Um, see what we were doing, the, the divorce decree says that he has up to 160 days. Then when they were about four years old, he came back into the state to make a long story short, he came back into the state and I said, you know what, it might be an okay time to, you know, have them see you a little more often. What kind of schedule would you like? We agreed that it would be seven on seven off. So just every other week. And then now that they're getting a little bit older, kids are starting to want to stay around our house a little bit more. 
So Mm -hmm. that's why I was like, okay, well, what if we did me nine days and you five days? And he's like, absolutely not. And so he just went ahead and went to the attorney and served me. And then that's, it's been a year and a half now. So Hmm. yeah, long story short. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently he wants to throw away more money than you do. Uh Uh-huh. And I'm getting ticked. (laughs) So I think you might have my baby daddy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, geez. I'm sorry. Yeah, I heard heard the phrase of every penny you get in child support will go to attorney's fees because you're not getting a dime from me. Right. Mm. Joy, joy. Happy, happy. Yeah, it kind of sounds like it. (laughs) So have you already been to court for... This time around, like a pre-trial or a we, temporary? We actually have a pre-trial coming up on the 2nd. Okay. I know in South Carolina, they're trying to implement this thing that once you start the trial process, it has to be finished within 365 days. Well, that would be, I don't know if that's horrible or if that's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's both. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't see myself doing this for a whole nother year. But if I have to, if it's for my kids, I will. So. Yeah, exactly. I really wish the court systems were different, and I don't know what they're like in Utah, but here, I mean, you have to get an attorney for everything, and it's so costly, and mm-hmm. then you've got the pre-trial, the temporary order, the next mm-hmm. step, then you've got the final order, and yep. then, oh, well, you can appeal that, and it's crazy. Yep. Yeah. I was I was super fortunate that I didn't have to do any of that. We had the original agreement drawn up and then uh i think we went back to court one more time because of um because she wasn't paying her half of uh, medical expenses and things like that in a reasonable time unless you count three years as being reasonable but um (laughs) uh but that's it i didn't have to go back and fight over custody even though the custody changed we we were able to kind of do it on our own and um and still kind of keep it within the boundaries of the agreement uh, we just mm-hmm. fought over everything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and let's see what I was in court the first six years of my son's life. Oh, yeah, geez. it was crazy. Yeah. I could put that kid through Harvard by now. Right. Uh, it's like you're working a part-time job just to cover your attorney's fees. But I've had to. Yeah. Well, luckily the judge saw through some of the um, stuff yeah. and made him pay a good bit of my attorney's fees. So well, mm-hmm. That's kind of what I'm hoping for. You had to get a second job to pay for attorney's fees? Yep. I'm just, any child support that I get right now, I'm just stashing it as much as I can and went and got a second job and stashing that as much as I can. So it's been crazy. It's been hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's crazy when your emergency fund is not in case, you know, the car breaks or you need nope. a new heat and air unit. It's because somebody might take you to court. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly what we're at right now. So, well, if, when you approached him with the nine days and five day thing, um, did you maybe suggest that child support wouldn't have to change? Um, I no, I suggested. I said we can go ahead and relook at the child support for the third time, and I don't have a problem doing that. I just, I basically was the approach of, will you please consider the kids' needs at this point, and um, having them stay with me just those extra couple of days. His other fight was, is that he has to drive so much because he lives, um, he lives about 30 minutes, 25 minutes away from where I am. So when he does have the kids, he has to drive that to, um, that, that commute to take them to school every morning. 
So I completely understand that. So when I came up with this, this nine days for me and five days for him, that eliminated two days or four days a month that he would have to travel and make that commute, which was going to save him a lot of that money too. So he's, he's just not kind of seeing, you know, the, the overall benefit that I'm actually, you know, I was like, okay, well then that also takes my kids off the, the street for four days a month as well you know, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I just, I, I don't understand. I'm trying to help him understand that, but no, it's, it's just about the money. It's all about the money. So. Yeah. Well, I can remember times when I had arguments where she was working uh, a night shift, she was getting the kids literally not even seeing them 10 minutes and, and she'd have them for the whole weekend. And I'm like, why don't you just let them stay here? Right. And, and that just wasn't an option. You know, even though I, I was like, look, I can bring them over there and you can spend time with them and I can bring them back. That way they're not, I mean, literally had teenage boys staying by themselves overnight, which mm-hmm. they never mm-hmm. did, never did anything crazy that I know of. Right. But I know if it had been me, <laughs> I'd been throwing parties and everything else. Right. <laughs> yeah. So I'd had to get up, you know, sometimes I'd go over there at night just to see if they had anybody over there. Luckily they lived in an apartment complex. So I think, you know, that kind of helped because, uh. I think some of the other people being around kind of kept them at bay. Yeah. So anyway, what, what other uh, stressors do you have going on besides the, uh, the court system and, and the exes? Um, let's see. <laughs> right now, I, right now we're, we're kind of okay. There's been a couple of things that's happened in the court system that kind of have, um, I've been granted a couple of things. So that's kind of a release some of the stress, but, um, I think probably the biggest thing is just, um, you know, seeing the way that my husband parents (laughs) has been really, really hard. And, um, that's why I'm so grateful that I kind of stumbled upon nachoing and Mm -hmm. I've been, I've been nachoing for about a year and a half, but I didn't know what it was until only July. I didn't, I just, I just didn't realize what I was doing that actually had a name to it, <laughs> if that makes any <laughs> sense. So I, about a year and a half ago, I just realized that, you know, I just need to take myself out of this and I need to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and I just, for the sake of everybody, I'm just going to disengage. And it, it, it took a little bit to get used to, but then I actually went to South Carolina um, in July and my friend lives there. And then I went to go visit my niece who just barely moved there. And she, my friend Kelly was telling me all about it. She's like, let me tell you about this. And I'm like, okay. And she's like, it's called nacho. And she just went through the whole gamut. I said, oh my gosh, <laughs> like, I didn't know this existed. <laughs> and it was like the best revelation ever. So. <laughs> wow. Well, that's funny because you know, we're in South Carolina. I know. I know. And that's what was so cool. So, but I get to come out to South Carolina every now and again. So you know, I hope to actually meet you guys one of these days. <laughs> Definitely. What part do you go to? Uh, Charleston. You know, it's a little bit oh, far we can away. Go to Charleston. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have wheel, wheel travel. <laughs> yeah. Road trip. Right. That's awesome. So yeah. yeah, I love Charleston. Yeah, it's it's quite interesting. It's quite different from where I come from, but you know, I just you know the trees. Trees are amazing. So <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. We have a lot of trees. In fact, where we live, that's all you can see is trees. Yep. We can't even see our neighbors. <laughs> right. Yeah. I love trees. Yeah. So yeah. Let, let's unpack that a little bit okay. with your um, 
with you not liking how he's parenting. Do you, can you give me an example of what you're not liking about it? Um, his follow through is doesn't exist. Um, it's getting better, okay. getting better. But what I was having such a big problem with then was, you know, he'd say, okay, well I'm taking away your phones. And then he wouldn't. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and that, or, um, I think one of the hardest things was, um, was like potty training. So we've been doing this for a really long time, it seems like. And when we're still, my, our youngest is seven and we're, we're just barely getting to the point where that's not an issue anymore. And that was really hard because it was, it was hard not to compare my own children were totally potty trained at two and a half. And so mm-hmm. it was, it was just like, okay, I got to reframe my thinking a little bit. Um, these are not the same kids, you know? So just, just little, little things that just start adding up to be just huge. Um, handling the bio mom was a little bit hard. I just, uh, I just kind of ran into an instance last Saturday where she came trucking through my house. (laughs) 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 So I really had the nacho. Um, so I don't know if you guys, let's let's go back to that. (laughs) She came trucking through your house. Yeah. (laughs) So so like she just walks in and does her thing. But I was nachoing. (laughs) I was doing everything I could, but is this normal? Um, I, not really for her to walk through my house, but her logic way of thinking is just not normal. So um, my stepson had a football game. Well, he's he's super, super forgetful. Forget He forgot like most of his stuff. So she came back and with my stepdaughter. So she came into the house to try to find some of the stuff. Well, I had already found it because husband had just said, hey, can you go find this for me? Sure. Absolutely. Here it is. This is where it's laying. So stepdaughter comes in. She she didn't know that I had already found it and set it by the front door. So she comes through, tries to find the stuff. Well, she goes back out to her mom. Now, it's important to note that my car is sitting in the driveway. Garage door is open. There is a front door. She has my phone number. But so that Mm -hmm. any, every indication that I'm home and, um, then the next thing I hear is both of their voices and I'm upstairs, Both I hear both of their voices downstairs and then they finally see where I left the stuff and then they just walk out the door and leave. So my daughter comes in, she's like, did you know that she was in the house? And I'm like, yeah. She's like, are you okay with that? I'm like, "Mm, I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) yeah inside you're like heck no i'm not okay with it (laughs) so i just sent a text to my husband i just let him know that this is what happened and i don't understand her logic you know my car was out there i'm home she has my phone number don't know why she needed to be in the house but whatever (laughs) no for all those bio moms out there that think it's okay to go trucking through somebody else's (laughs) house is that's a no-no I, yeah, I, I don't get it, but. Mm. Yeah. No, I mean, even the few times when I was invited into my ex's house to, because the, like the kids. she was trying to lure him into the bedroom. 
Yeah, no, it's not. <laughs> now, like, like I would take my kids. I had four kids to drop off, and they had all these book bags and all this other stuff. So I would help them, you know, take stuff into the house. But do, I mean, I would get like six inches into the doorway, and I would set stuff down and turn around and walk out. I mean, you know, that's I just, one thing. I, yeah, I just did not want to be in that house. Yeah. Period. Front doorstep, you know, maybe the front entry. Great. Whatever, you know, whatever you need to do. But going through my garage, opening the door, coming through the main part of my house, down the stairs to stepson's room. I'm not okay. <laughs> uh-uh. I'll be booby trapping some stuff. <laughs> well, it is a little bit better than I originally thought because I, I didn't know she came in with uh, your stepdaughter. I was thinking she just pulls up and just walks up in the house. <laughs> right. Yeah. So she did have an escort, but all the, all the yeah, same but- matter. I'm home. She knows I'm home. And she has my phone number. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, that still doesn't make it all right. Right. That's crazy. <laughs> well, I'm just so. sitting here thinking it's a good thing that she didn't, her stepdaughter didn't go, yeah, let me show you this crap over here. Let me show you this. Right. Go oh. digging through your panty drawer or something. Then I would have, <laughs> then I would have interviewed or like inter intervened. You know, I would have said something at that point. Now, but. is that, is the house your, does she used to live there? No. This is me and my husband's okay. house. Yeah. Wow. That's even crazier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's like, I want to look on the inside. And this is my chance. <laughs> <laughs> well. To be honest, I don't know what her thinking is. So <laughs> apparently she's not. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That can happen too. Yeah. So just little things like that. We actually had an instance where. We advised the bio mom that she's not welcome to even drive down our driveway. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was that was at the pinnacle of um, the fighting, I think. That's when we had to get the police involved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of hard to sit around the table and have dinner with your kids when the police are outside <laughs> with their mom. <laughs> yeah, that is true. And we're like, stop running to the window and looking. <laughs> Eat your dinner. Right. <laughs> and the kids are like, man, there's a popo. <laughs> yeah, they're going to lock my mom up. <sighs> well, yeah, and that, maybe. you know, you, you mentioned some kind of, you know, as you mentioned that, that brings up some flashbacks. So, um, of when I was a stepchild, um, and when my bio mom would come and pick me up and there, it was just so dysfunctional that we did have to have the police there. and. Um, and it had to be at my my step grandmother's house is where my mom was allowed to pick me up because of the commotion and the problems that would go between my dad and my mom that they just completely had to remove that and pick up and drop off was at my gra- my step grandma's house and always a police mm-hmm. escort so <laughs> really yeah that's interesting because now now the cops will be like ah oh, we ain't doing that right. Yep. And they were just there for just support, you know, but, you know, to a little six-year-old kid, it was like, why are they here? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's almost getting to the point where you can like open a business up where it's just a place where you drop off your kids and the other person come, you know, 10 minutes later and pick them up. Yeah. Just so the the parents never come across each other. Yeah. But that's (laughs) like, check your kid in here. And then the other person comes in and checks them out. Yeah. You know, that's actually not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. But, you know, on the flip side where we're trying to help these kids, you know, function and actually try to have some kind of um, 
decent interaction with each other, you know, I mean, there, that just goes completely out the window, but in some cases it has to be. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We laugh when I go drop my son off. There's like four other cars there. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the, there's a couple places in town where you can guarantee on Sunday evening, there'll be, you know, at least a handful of cars in these parking lots where people are picking up and dropping off uh, step kids and yeah. bio kids. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. So you're a stepkid. I am. And how old were you when your parents split up? I was, I think I was two when they split and four when they were, when the divorce was final. And when did you get step parents? Um, let's see, when I was six. Well, oh, gosh, let me back up. Um, my mom, <laughs> so my mom has had several so I've had a, a few stepdads. <laughs> so I, oh yeah. Um, so it's kind of like now I'm digging deep into my childhood here. So I think my official one was when I was about six. Okay. Yep. And then, um, so that was my stepmom when I was about six. And then my mom first after that was somewhere around that same time, I think. Okay. Now, you probably don't even remember a time when you were in a bio family then. No. Now, how did this play into your decision to become a stepmom? Uh, freaked me out. <laughs> um, I well, had, what was your relationship like with your stepmom and your stepdad? My stepmom, um, it was it was kind of one of those things where my mom was my mom was um, she just wasn't a good parent. Um, she was my mom and I knew that she was my mom and I wanted to go see her because she was my mom. But I just, you know, reflecting back, I just knew that, I mean, it's hard for a six-year-old to kind of understand that, but reflecting back, um, I understand what my, my dad and my stepmom were trying to do because they recognized that she wasn't the best example for me. And mm-hmm. so my stepmom, it was kind of more like, um, you know, you can call me mommy, you can call me mommy, you know, and she would say mommy and then her name. So it was mommy, her name. Dearest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I don't want to put her name on here, but, um, so, so yeah, it was, it was mommy. And I just, I remember I didn't like that because I knew clearly that who my mom was, mm-hmm. you know, and I, so I did feel uncomfortable with that. And I, I only did that. I only said that because I knew that that's what she wanted, but I knew that she had the best interest for me at heart. I knew that. Um, Mm -hmm. but there was, there was so much back talking, um, about, you know, behind my mom's back and, um, jokes that were said about my mom and it, that was hard. That was hard even in front of you. Yeah. It was very, very sly. It was very sly. Um, so by this time, you know, it was maybe I was around eight, eight years old or so. And I, I remember picking up on some of those things where, you know, it kind of made me feel uncomfortable, but I would just kind of like, <laughs> you know, and just, mm-hmm. I don't want to disappoint you, but I don't have the guts to say anything to you either. <laughs> so you bring up a, a really good point, which is it really doesn't matter how crappy the bio mom is the the child still looks at that person as their mom period yep and in a stepmom like you said stepmom comes in and they have all the best intentions probably Mm -hmm. 
but it's still, you still can't be the mom. Right. And, and it causes, you know, like you said, it causes problems because now you feel like you're torn between, I don't want to uh, pick between my mom and my stepmom. And so mm-hmm. you're kind of going back and forth mentally and emotionally. Right. And, that was- and then you're having to call her mommy, whatever, because that's what she asked you to call her. Yeah. And my dad what yeah. never really kind of stepped in saying, no, I'm not okay with that or whatever. But it was kind of interesting that that happened to me. And when my husband and I started blending, his, his youngest at the time was like a year old. And there was one time that, um, and, and we weren't married at that time, but we were now dating and we were kind of trying to make it work and things like that. And, um, I remember him saying one time that this is going to be your new mom. And I, mm. and I go, no, because that, that flashback came back and I'm just like, mm, they have a mom. And I said that right then and there, I said, no, they have a mom. I am here to just do whatever I need to do kind of thing, <laughs> you know? And no, let's make that clear. And he's like, and he, he, he apologized right then and there. He's like, okay. He, I'm <laughs> So I was very glad that I made that clear based on the experience that I had, because I did not want my, I did not want my stepkids to ever have that confusion going on. So. Well, I know if I would have been a kid and my dad would have said, this is going to be your new mom. I'd be like, well, what'd you do with my old? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. That's exactly right. He could have probably found a better way to phrase that. (laughs) (laughs) I think so too. No, I think, I think when I introduced Lori, it was like, you know, here's your dad's new hottie. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. There was never, there was never any talk about this being a a replacement for your mom or, Mm -hmm. or surrogate or anything else. It was, you know, this is for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. You're so stupid. (laughs) No, but actually he makes sense because the way that me and my husband, you know, we, the way that our personalities mesh together that would have been so much better for us um, just because mm-hmm. we are, we are sarcastic people. We are goofy. We, we, we do do that, you know? And so it would have been, you know, I honestly think that it, that something like that would have been much better <laughs> than what was said, <laughs> but I, it, I'm glad that it did happen. So I could set that boundary right then and there. So. Yes, yeah. that's true. You know, the reason why you hear Lori have that nervous laugh is because the kids made a song up. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and it was kind of about that. It was, I won't go into it, but it was hilarious. Maybe I'll do it after we turn off the recording. <laughs> well, it started because their mama said that. Yeah. Oh, your daddy's got him a hottie. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> that's, the, that's the only thing I agreed with her on for all those years. <laughs> Oh, yeah, we even joked about getting them shirts that said my stepmom is a hottie. Uh, yeah, I was like, that, that might be pushing it a little much. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, that's it, it's so funny how you guys like talk because around my house is, um, I just, uh, it was kind of just funny how it kind of all happened because you know we are sarcastic and we are joking and we have lots and lots of laughs and um, it it did come across one day that we were at dinner and I don't remember even how it started but. Somebody somebody said like a hot stepmama, you know, and it just now it's just now it's hot daddy, you know, and it's it's just fun. it's really kind of funny how it kind of all emerged and what you guys talk about is oh you know we have a little re- relation going on here, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, you know we um we've always found a way to cut up with stuff, 
Because you have to. Yes. You can't take everything so serious or you'll be miserable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, and honestly, if you want your kids and stepkids, if you want everybody to kind of find a common ground uh, to meet on, a lot, a lot of times it's around the comic relief of things and, and mm -hmm. finding ways to cut up and have fun. Mm -hmm. uh, and when you can do that, they are much more engaging with you. Right. Yeah. I know the stepkids and I used to play the roast each other game. <laughs> yeah. And I think they love that for a couple of reasons. One is because it gave them a free pass to talk junk about their stepmom. Right. Uh -huh. And then it gave her a free pass to talk junk about them because right. they were roasting each other. It's a game, yeah. right? And, so, and then they saw how awesome I was because my roasts were so much better. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I honestly but think that was part of it. It was part of how they ended up bonding because yeah. it gave them, you know, through a game, they were able to kind of let out some frustrations verbally, mm -hmm. but it get all in fun. Yeah. And so I honestly think it, it was almost therapeutic uh, for them to play that game. Completely. That's how it is. Like I, I, I couldn't agree with you more on that. That's how our household has been able to probably survive in conjunction with Nacho. <laughs> <laughs> but how do your kids and his kids get along? Wonderful. They get, they get along better when all seven of them are together rather than if it's just his four or my three. It's huh. really, really interesting. And, and they're all so close. They are all just so close. I mean, it's like, it's almost like we have triplets. Um, we've got three 11 year olds and then my <laughs> youngest daughter is only five months older than his twins. So, yeah. I mean, they just, they just are, they are very cohesive and they're buddies. They're really good buddies. And I couldn't have asked for more. If anything that I'm just proud of is just that, that they can, because I've been that step sibling that I just absolutely hated it, hated going. Yeah. That's awesome that they get along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I feel sorry for stepdaughter seven. <laughs> she finds her way to wiggle her way in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm sure you get a bunch of uh, turning heads looking at you when you, you know, go anywhere, really. <laughs> yes. Yes, we have a really funny experience. Um, we just barely took all the kids down to Florida just this last year. And on the flight there, on the travel there was flawless. On the way back, we missed a couple of flights. We had some home alone moments where we're running through the airport, <laughs> all nine of us. And <laughs> so it was great. And there was, oh my gosh, I couldn't, I wish I had my phone recording all of the people just watching us run through the Michigan airport. <laughs> Well, they're wondering if they should start running too. I know. It's like, you see, nine people running. That's not a family. That's, you know, it's a riot happening or something. Well, there was even one comment like, did the whole plane miss their flight? <laughs> That's funny. It was good times. Good times. We have some. That, that reminds me of um, when I have triplets. And so when they were uh, really small, uh, we were in Florida on vacation. I recall them being, I don't know, maybe maybe three, four years old. And so I take, I take them and I literally like I'm carrying all three of them and I yeah. go out to the pool and I'm going into the pool water with them. And I swear to you, every female in the pool got out of the pool. <laughs> and I like, I, I just busted out laughing. It was like, look, I'm not so, um, potent that, <laughs> that you're going to get knocked up in the pool. Water. Oh what are y'all doing? <laughs> well, stay away 
from him. <laughs> they were probably afraid your kids were going to pee in the pool. I don't know what it was, but it was just like the uh, craziest thing I've ever seen. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, because usually women are drawn to men with babies. Yeah, no, they were like, dude, this this guy, keep him away from me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. They might have thought you were kidnapping kids. You had to <laughs> I know. I know. That was my workout back then is carrying all these kids around. Oh, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I just, I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine having three at one time. Yeah. We used to remember that time, Lori and I, we were together, we went to Myrtle Beach one time and uh, we were at a, they had a pool attached to the place we were at. And so the kids would literally line up behind me so that I could pick them up and throw them in the pool. And it was assembly line, just constant, constant, right. constant, just pick them up, throw them in the pool, pick them up, throw them in the pool, pick them up, throw them in the pool. And, and it just went on for like 30 minutes. And finally, I'm like, I got to stop. I am literally wore out. Right. <laughs> well, didn't other kids start to get in line? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like I was the amusement park person there, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. but, uh, but that's how my kids always were. I mean, even when they were small, it was uh, take them and flip them around and put them inside of blankets and spin yeah. them around and things like that. So we just did all kind of stuff. That's awesome. That's <laughs> yeah, great. He drove me crazy when he started doing that crap with my son. <laughs> oh yeah. She's like, you're going to kill him. You're going to kill him. <laughs> no, but this is so fun. <laughs> oh, I know he, he was loving it. And she's, you know, she still does it. He's 14 years old. Just the other day I was, <laughs> I was showing him something and, uh, Oh yeah. He was showing him how to, mash somebody's throat to where they can't talk or cough or something hey self-defense we gotta learn this so oh, well, he teaches them plenty that's for sure well he wanted to know how i did it because he's like I, that was crazy how did you do that to me right and so i was showing him and she's like stop hurting him i'm like i'm not hurting him i'm teaching him <laughs> You're going to break his trach thing in Rajigi. No. And so then my son's trying to do it to himself. <laughs> I told him, I said, look, don't do it to yourself. Just go to school and find somebody to do it to. And this <laughs> bad example, bad example. <laughs> Girl, this is the same guy that offered my kid a thousand dollars. If he made all D's on his report. card. What? <laughs> <laughs> and here I am a school counselor. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Yeah, that was, uh, I can't remember what I think. I think she said, like, I'll give you $100 if you make straight A's all year or something like that. I don't know what it was. And I was like, I'll give you 1000 to make straight D's. Because oh, <laughs> you really do actually have to try to make bad grades. You do have to try that. It's, it, it, it yeah. I don't understand how Especially if you're going to try to get D's and everything. Yeah, you have to. <laughs> yeah. That's a hard thing to do to actually get that bad of grades. <laughs> Yeah, because you can do nothing to make Fs, but you got to do a little bit of effort to make Ds. Right. It's probably pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, I'm telling you, don't wonder why I'm crazy. Just don't wonder. I was I was testing his integrity. Will he will sell out for a thousand dollars? He didn't, so I'm proud of him. Oh, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. Um, remember, we did something. Oh, a Facebook Live with Branson, one of your one of the triplets, and. He had cheated on one of his tests or copied somebody's homework. And I was telling him that was wrong. And he said, no, I'm utilizing my ability to think outside the box. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. He had some excuse for it. <laughs> okay, so let's get back to your uh, 
your drama. We went down our, <laughs> our roads here. <laughs> Thanks for focusing on my drama. <laughs> you are very blessed that your kids and stepkids get along, though, because, oh, Lord, honey. Oh, yeah. You've heard some of the podcast. Yes, I definitely have. And I firsthand, you know, I know how messy it can get as, you know, from my experience. And just, I, yeah, I am very, very grateful. So what do you, we're going to take you back to the, the issue that you're having with your, um, your husband and his parenting or lack thereof. Do you find that there's a reason uh, for that? Do you see any things that you, you can kind of point to and say, well, I understand why he's doing that. Not that you agree with it, but you understand why he's doing it. Um, nope. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, I, I still don't, I still have not been able to come to that point yet where I have understood why he's doing what he's doing. But, um, again, I just have to remind myself they're not my problem and he's going to parent the way that he's going to parent and I will parent my children the way I'm going to parent. And that's where my focus starts to happen is just, okay, just worry about your own kids and we'll just go from there. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, we like to say that they're not your responsibility because they can absolutely be, be your problem. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yes, they can. Yes. <laughs> well, and we see a lot of stepmoms say, well, he doesn't make his kids, you know, do chores. And so I'm not going to make my kids do chores. And I'm like, why are you lower, lowering your expectations right. for your kids? Because he has none for his. Yeah. And that was, for me, that's, that's never, that, that was always a non-negotiable. My kids will always be doing chores. They will always have something that they need to be doing. And whether or not he chooses to have his kids do chores, then, then fine. We had a, when we moved into this new, this house that we bought to accommodate all of our children, that's a whole nother story, <laughs> but I bet you got a mansion girl. <laughs> we, we had to upgrade. We went from a 2,400 square foot house to a now a 3,800 square foot house. And so each kid has their own bedroom. They have their own space. And the whole reason for that was I started to get the feeling that I was just being so crammed. And we had three kids in one bedroom and everybody was sharing a bedroom. And I just, I looked at my husband one day and I said, if you expect me to survive the teenage years, you've got to get me a different house because I cannot do this. <laughs> <laughs> so that has helped a ton having their own space where they can go to. But when we, when we got this new house, um, I made a, a chore chart where there was going to be a menu that I was going to plan out the menus and I was going to, everybody could see what they were going to have. So I didn't have that endless, when's dinner? What, what are we having? And no, they could, you could just see it. Well, then the chore chart was mm -hmm. right next to it. And, um, my, and they never saw that part, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so they knew where their chore was, but then the problem that I was running into is I was assigning the chores for every single one of the kids. And that was, so we've been in our house a little over two years and that was part of the problem that was starting to happen was that I was nitpicking on, you know, who hasn't done their chore and who has, and then trying to keep track of seven children and what messes and who made what. And, um, so finally there was a point. You were chore patrol. Oh my gosh. It was just a nightmare. And I just realized, you know, I finally realized of the, how much that was damaging me by trying to be that patrol person. And so finally I just stopped writing chores on the board. I mean, it's the, the chore chart's still there, but there's no names on it. And <laughs> <laughs> because I got sick and tired of it, I got sick and tired of 
making sure that my kids did it and then finding that his kids didn't. And then I would drive myself crazy. And then me and my husband would just get in a big old fight about it. And, and then those kids would go home and then my kids would have to pick up those chores. And, you know, so I was just like, whatever I'm done with this and how much of a relief that has been so far that, um, that I'm not trying to control that so much anymore. So, and that's been a a huge help with the relationship between me and my skids too. So. But you still make your kids do chores. I still make. It's not written down. Yes. I still make, I, I write my, I now write just my kids' chores down now. So, so my kids know what they're doing. And then if, if husband wants to um, assign his kids chores, then, then he does it. And then I just don't worry about it. So with the kids so close and, and getting along so well, do you find that peer pressure helps with that? Or do, do some of the bio or excuse me, step kids jump in and help your bio kids with their chores? Um, not really. He has, he has one, one girl, our, our little nine-year-old. She's just, her and I get along really, really well. Um, but she, just her personality alone is I will take care of my stuff. She is very clean. She's organizing her room all the time. It's, um, she's always jumping in, recognizing what needs to be done. Um, and you know, I just do everything that I possibly can to just to reward her for that or tell her a good job and thank you for helping and, and whatever. Um, the others, they're oblivious. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You need to make her the, uh, chore administrative assistant. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm sure you have your kids that say, well, why don't they have to do chit wars? They do. Um, but I really just try to shut that down as fast as I can saying, you know what? I'm not in charge of them. Um, I am in charge of what I would like you to do around the house to help out. And I really just kind of try to turn that focus mm-hmm. to help them understand that this is my non-negotiable. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you're their parent. You get to choose what chores they do or what chores they don't do and things like that. Yeah. Yep. yep. And then when they get out in the real world, <clears throat> they'll find out that they'll go to a job and there'll be people that getting paid and not doing work. Right. <laughs> and they're like, wait a minute, this is just like it was back at home. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think I just don't know what to this, say today. This, this conversation is quite interesting. I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's always fun. That's for sure. <laughs> Well, you said your husband likes to laugh and stuff too. So, uh-huh. you know, tell him that he can join us too and he can see what we were doing. <laughs> right. Maybe <laughs> She's like, no, may not, not, this not this time. <laughs> <laughs> maybe next time. <laughs> yeah. Maybe next time. We'll be here, girl. Anytime. <laughs> well, thank you very much for sharing your story with us and being a guest. No problem. And we have really enjoyed talking to you. And again, be so thankful that your stepkids and bio kids get along. You don't have to worry about them trying to kill each other right. and all that stuff. They haven't hit their teenage years yet, though. We're almost there. We're January. They're going to be in their, you know, 12 years of old age. And so we'll see how the teenage years go. Oh, I just made a note to contact Casey <laughs> in two years. In two more years. Yeah. Yep. See how we're doing then. <laughs> yeah, those teenage years, boy. Oh, Lord. Oh. Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of believe that if you don't see them kind of going sideways by 12, typically the teenage years are not going to be too bad. 
as long as you can make sure they don't, they're not too influential. Yeah. I mean, my, my kids hit all teenage years and I mean, I, I think they were a walk in the park compared to 99% of the other kids out there. Right. Not my kid again. <laughs> um, I did not say anything about your kid, but if you brought him up, but we can talk about said it. That. <laughs> <laughs> well, Casey has three that are getting ready to turn twelve, so mm-hmm. this will be the telltale year. Yep, it will be. Yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping how close the three. So I have twin girls, and then it's his oldest. It's a boy. I'm just hoping that the way that they are now does their relationship just kind of thrives from each other, and they just kind of stick together. That's what I'm hoping mm-hmm. for, you know, but I, you know, there's always that big fear that, you know, they're, they're going to be their individual person and then we're going to have a big mess somehow, but <laughs> one day at a time. <laughs> yeah. Well, you've been blending for a little bit over four years. So um, I think kind of what you see the interaction with them now, it, it probably won't change too much. I mean, they may drift apart during right. 16, 17, whatever, but then they'll get uh, back together when they get older. I hope so. I hope so. I just hope that they just kind of stay tight with each other, but. You know, I, but we'll see, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as far as, uh, as far as your husband's parenting, if you, if you haven't looked in, look into guilty parenting syndrome yes. and see if that's something that might be happening. I do think that um, that is, I really do. Yeah. Cause I, I know with me, uh, the kids would come to the house and it's like, okay, it's the first day or so. So I'm giving them a little bit more leeway. Yeah. And then, you know, by the end of the week, Okay, now they're going back to their moms mm-hmm. tomorrow. So now I'm giving them a lot of elite, uh, leniency, and so there's there's really only a couple of days a week where I was really parenting them um, the way I probably should have been doing it the whole time because I'm always giving them all this leeway, yeah, all the time. And then of course you throw in all these other factors that you know they they had a bad day at school or they got other, they hated their stepmama. Yeah, yeah. Or, or Lori's causing problems, and so I have to overcompensate because she's causing issues. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm so sorry. I didn't know I was marrying this woman who's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Don't throw anything at me. Well, luckily, you know, since I have been, I I feel like I've been successful doing nacho. Um, I really would like to take your guys' class, but I've kind of got some financial things coming up soon <laughs> that I just kind of throwing everything towards this court thing. But um, since I have been doing the nacho, I have been seeing, you know, some very, very good things come from it um, that my husband is now starting to pick up on some things like um, the other day he said, I think so-and-so might be a compulsive liar. And I'm like, uh, uh, mm-hmm. well, b- what? <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I could have told you that two years ago. <laughs> but, you but know. No, you can't but tell can't. him. He's got yeah. to find it. Yeah. So it's just been little things yeah. like that. That, um, And then the other thing was that he said to me most recent is, um, if these are my kids' Doritos smashed in the carpet again, I'm going to lose my mind. And <laughs> so it's just little things like that that I'm like, okay, now he's starting to kind of see that his kids might have some things that he needs to deal with. <laughs> right. And he would have never seen those if you would not have started not Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of myself and thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I don't not show very well on some things, but, but others, I think I've been doing pretty good. <laughs> well, it's, it's a, it's a learning process and you know, not showing's fluid. One day you might need to not show one day you might not. Right. And You've got as many stepkids as I had. So one day it was one kid and one day it was the next, you know, yep. some days it was everybody. Yep. 
That's mm-hmm. right. You nacho the things that cause you stress. That is right. Yep. And uh, right now what's causing her stress is the game she's waiting on to play. Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> she's sitting in the car. She's waiting to go to the game. Right. It's actually <laughs> my daughter's. Yep. It's my daughter's game. So. <laughs> oh, then it's okay then. Yeah, we're good. It's a stepkids game. It's like, oh my gosh, hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do have one quick question sure. before we let you go. You had all girls. Yes. And you acquired two stepdaughters and two stepsons. Yes. Do you think it's easier raising boys or girls? Um, I don't think I can honestly answer that um, because the two boys are not biologically mine. So I've good answer. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) So I only know how to raise girls. (laughs) Okay. So now I have one. Sure. Do you love your stepkids like your own? No. Absolutely not. <laughs> I care for them deeply. I care for them deeply. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is no love like my own bio babies. So, right. True. Yep. I agree 100%. And it's still funny that people will fight tooth and nail about that comment. Um, but it, I mean, you just can't. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I say you can't. It's funny that even the people who say that they love them like their own will then still say, something that kind of contradicts what they just said. Well, I had a lady one time that said, well, I love them like my own. I said, well, let me ask you something. <laughs> I said, if there was a train coming, your stepkid's standing there, your bio kid's standing there, and you can only save one, which one are you going to save? She said, well, my bio kid. I said, bam. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You're going to do everything yep. you can. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to grab both of them and say, here we go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. And I love my stepkids. Right. Now, as you know, in the beginning, I did not. And that's okay. It takes time. And, some people may never bond with their stepkids. And again, that's okay. You don't have to feel guilty about that. People are different. Not everybody likes everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's no, for sure. I mean, I don't even I don't even think I feel the same about my own four biological kids. It kind of fluctuates from time to time, you know, because one of them can make me mad. It doesn't have anything to do with how I love them. I love them all unconditionally. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't always like them. Right. <laughs> I just pray they never listen to this. <laughs> they don't always like me either. I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a kid and parent relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and and I don't make any um, I don't make any bones about it. I mean, I had a one of my kids asked me to do something a few weeks ago, and I would not do it. And it was something that it was something that could have got him in big trouble mm-hmm. if I was not on his side. And I said, I'm not on your side. Sorry. Right. <laughs> And uh, and that was a proud wife moment. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> well, we've got to let Casey go. She's got to go to the ball field. Okay, well, stop talking. Well, that's okay. We, it doesn't start <laughs> for another 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, it takes us that long to wrap up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey. Well, we definitely appreciate it. And we will check back with you in the future, I'm sure, and see that everything's going great. And your husband is, is doing all his not showing and, and understands what you're doing. As a matter of fact, you should probably ask the judge to make your ex pay for your Nacho Kids Academy membership. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Just couldn't put that in there. <laughs> you are you're oh my brilliant. Uh-huh. Just brilliant. Oh my gosh. No, you didn't, Casey. <laughs> Hold on, I'm writing that down. <laughs> I will edit that part out. I will make him pay for everything that I possibly can. <laughs> There, we there go. you go. <laughs> All right. Well, now that we come down to the brilliant part, we'll just go ahead and let her go. Right. <laughs> All right. All right. Casey, thanks again. And we'll talk to you later. All right. Thank you guys. Have a good one. Okay. okay bye-bye. You, you too. too. Bye-bye. Tell you what, if your ex came trucking through my house, 
It would have been a bad day in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, a trucking through somebody's house? Mm-mm. Even if we got along, don't go trucking through my house? Mm-mm. I remember one time maybe when, when um, I dropped my kids off, one of them was like, I want to show you something I got or something like that. I'm like, uh-uh. <laughs> well, remember when they wanted to show um, their mom the upstairs when we did redid the upstairs for their rooms and everything? Mm, yes. So all they did was ended up videoing it and sending it anyway. Well, that's fine. Even though I didn't like that, but still. No, yeah. you ain't going to come up in here. We do hear a lot about people talk about, I don't want my stepkid FaceTiming or taking pictures and putting them on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat or whatever of my house. Well, unless your significant other is going to do something about that, you're best not to say anything because if you say something, they're just going to keep doing it because they know what drives you crazy. <laughs> that is a possibility. It's a definite. I learned that with your kids. <laughs> your own kid does that. I did it as a kid. You do it to me now. Okay. David. <laughs> Why are you so mean to me just because it's December? Don't forget, four more shopping days. Oh, my goodness. That's all you got. Four days. Thank goodness. It's almost over. Hang in there, folks. Go buy your significant other some nachos. You need to like do some like nacho kids underwear for your significant <laughs> other. <laughs> Y'all, leave us a comment. Do you want some nacho kids underwear? That just sounds nasty. I didn't say lingerie. I didn't say lingerie, but I'm thinking of tidy whities that says nacho kids on the butt of them. <laughs> oh, Lord, no, 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 no. We're not doing that. What do you mean, no? No, we'll have to come up with something. Yeah, but see, I think it's a great idea. Of course you do, David. Because then every time you ask me to do something You to thought you, marrying your ex-wife was a great idea, too. Well, she wasn't my Bam. ex. She wasn't my ex when I married her, but anyway. <laughs> Okay, let's uh, get on past that. (laughs) I think a lot of things were covered during this interview that are very important, like the stepmom wanting her to call her mommy. Mm -hmm. I don't think that's ever a good idea to have your stepkid call you mommy and or mom or mother, maybe mother dearest. I'm kidding. (laughs) But if you if your stepkid's young and they start calling you mom or mommy, you need to say something like, no, um, I'm your whatever. I mean, you can come up with a crazy name, you know, so- something. But don't don't take that mommy name because you're not mommy. Yeah, but it's going to cause problems or it can cause problems. Let's just say that way. Because I know if my kids would have come back home and, and been like, I'm calling stepdad dad. I'd be like, what? What do you mean? No, 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 no. But what if they what if they called him Daddy Fred? Daddy Fred? Yeah. What if his name was Fred and they just called him Daddy Fred? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, to me, that's still a no. Yeah. I just I'm I, your mama. I'm your only mama. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like if there was a chance that there could be some some type of amicable uh, relationship between me and their stepdad, then doing something like that is going to put a bad strain there. That reminds me, um, Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher, when they were together, her kids called him Maud. My other dad. My other dad. How about that? Yep. <clears throat> she couldn't do mom, my other mom. <laughs> yeah, but even saying my other dad, 
You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like, you know that mod stands for my other dad. But okay, whatever. Yeah. The thing I think matters most is that the kid chooses what they want to call you at some point, as long as it's appropriate. Okay. So if the kid chooses to call you mommy, is that appropriate? Like, well, now we're talking about like an age difference thing. Because if they're two or three, then they may they may do that. But I would say, you know what? If if the bio mom has an issue with it, then I would not fight it. I would say, look, figure out something else to call me or whatever. But it's just something that you don't need to stand your ground on at all. Yeah. Come up, look up like a the German name for mom or dad or the Japanese name. <laughs> Japanese. Ching chong. Well, I know the German name for mother is mutter. Mutter? Mutter. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Or you could just be British, mom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, I know I'm probably going to get some bad feedback on that, but that's all right. I can handle it. Yeah. Just don't make me cry. <laughs> but also, I about passed out on the floor when she said that her um, dear husband said, This is going to be your new mom. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'd have knocked him out. This is going to be your new mom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about starting things off on the wrong foot. But he had those unrealistic expectations. Mm-hmm. Well, I think what happens is that men, and, I, and I'm not singling out men, but, you know, because I've been in the position, this is what I'm saying, is that you have, you get divorced, right? And like, you're done with this person. They're not, they're not a, a, um, spouse to you anymore you know you don't want to have anything else to do with them potentially and so oftentimes you forget that that's not the same thing for your kids like their their relationship with them continues whereas your relationship with them has ended um and so you oftentimes if you don't think about that then you get caught up in thinking that okay now this next woman's coming in and she's going to be the mom or she's taking over the motherly role and all that because you see that your relationship with a spouse has been replaced with a new spouse and you equate that to the relationship with the kids being replaced by um, another woman coming in and being mom. And I think that's kind of what happens. I think it's more of a, a mental shift that people aren't making. Right. That's true. But still, <laughs> if, if I'd have came in here and you'd been like, Oh, this is going to be your new mom. Boy, you'd have seen butt and feet out the door. <laughs> or butt and elbows. That's the word, butt and elbows. Yeah, that's close. Yeah, that's right. Because that's all you'd have seen. Be like, he is cray cray. Been gone. Yep. Hasta la pasta, baby. No, you're not replacing these people. Mm-mm. But I think he learned his lesson. What about augmented dad? <laughs> well, someone said um, instead of bonus mom or stepmom, what about substitute mom? I'm like, mm, it's still got mom in it. Yeah, that's what gets you. Like, you know, we've talked about it before and I've ranted about it and I will keep doing it, but I just wish it didn't have, I wish stepmom didn't have the word mom in it. Like, step something, Person. step whatever. But th- I think that's. What about dad's new hottie? <laughs> we did that. We tried that. <laughs> <laughs> so we are here to help you understand that 
thinking that your new wife or new husband is going to be the new mom or the new dad. No, wrong. Gong show. <laughs> yeah, don't put those expectations on them. And 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 your kids. I mean, my gosh, if you'd have, if my dad was said, "Oh, this is your new mom." I mean, unless it was like, I don't know, I might have been happy. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking unless it was like Zsa Zsa Gabor or something. Well, I I do think that that's probably how a lot of this used to be a long time ago. Yeah, back in the back in the day, in the 50s, we'll no, say. I'm thinking even longer than that. I'm thinking like back in the 1800s. Okay. Because, number one, people didn't live that long. And so, like they do now. And so, you would literally have a mom that would pass away, maybe giving birth. And oh, so yeah. they'd have another woman come in, and she would literally take over being the new mom. Right. And there wasn't every other weekend visitation or 50-50. There was none of that then. Right. And, you know, this was back when um, the women stayed home, and they did they worked at home, whereas the men went out. And so a lot of that stuff that was happening back then is very different than now. But I still think sometimes we have that same mentality that that's the way it should it should be, and and I don't think it's that way anymore, and it shouldn't be. Well, because I think we are ingrained to have that nuclear family. Mm, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so historically, it's two parents, a mom and a dad. Well, the other thing, too, is if you have kids, then at some point you had to define that your role was going to be a dad um, or mom, if you're there, but, and so you have this role that you're in and now all of a sudden, or maybe not all of a sudden, but <laughs> at some point you find yourself divorced and then you remarry you. I think it's natural for you to feel like that you are going back to that role that you were in previously and that the person you're with is going to be in the other role that, that the other person was in previously. And you feel like, because that's what we did. That's the exact thing we did. We felt like, okay, now we're both going to jump back into this new family dynamic, and we're going to go both go back to the roles that we played before. And boy, did that blow up in our face. Yeah, like bad. Yeah. So that's Late. I think that's part of the issue. <laughs> and you know, we didn't know we didn't know that we were doing it wrong. We just knew that it wasn't working. And so, uh, you know, that's a, it's still a big issue. I still see it all the time where uh, husband and wife are coming in, stepkids involved and all this kind of stuff, and they're, and they're doing it uh, the same way we tried to do it. And, it's, and it doesn't work a lot of the time. Yep, that's right. So, on a happier note, four more days. Four that is more shopping days. That is not a happier note. Till Christmas. I think you're right. I think I'm a bah humbug. I told y'all. <laughs> See, I saw it before he did. I saw it. I just trying to ignore it. So our next podcast will be after Christmas. Thank goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me mad and sad and sometimes glad. <sighs> I'll let y'all know what I got me for Christmas from David next week. <laughs> did y'all catch that? That's what we do. Yep. I always get her what she wants for Christmas. That's right. Because she buys what she wants. That's right. It's funny because I'm the only one that's surprised by what she opens up at Christmas because she already knows what she's getting. Hey, a girl's got to make sure she's not disappointed. And you are not. 
Not that I think you would buy me crappy gifts or anything, but I just make sure I get what I want. You can still buy me stuff, but I'm still going to buy myself stuff. Well, you can either tell me what you want, and I'll go buy the same thing, or you can just go buy it yourself. It's easier to buy it myself. You can have Amazon gift wrap it for you. Oh, I'm going to do that. (laughs) I'm going to go shopping. (laughs) All right. Well, y'all have a good one, and if you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you don't, then Happy Holidays. Yep. If you don't do any of that, then have a great day. (laughs) See you next week. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Nacho Kids podcast. Find us online at nachokids.com. Until next time, remember, life is good when you nacho.